Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. WQAD Podcast Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens, a production of WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region, a podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens. I'm Jim Mertens, and this is the Cities Podcast. We're seeing a small uptick in reported COVID cases in metropolitan areas in the U.S. That includes Chicago. Though Chicago health officials say it's not a cause for alarm, it is important to know COVID is still with us, especially as kids and families make spring break plans. Public health workers can't be blamed for remaining alert, especially after seeing past surges develop. We talked with the chief operating officer of the Rock Island County Health Department, Janet Hill. Let's talk about what's going on with COVID first of all before we move on to the other topics. We've seen the case numbers really fall significantly. What does that say for you right now as kids are heading into spring break? No, we're very happy to see much lower rates. Uh, we've had 30 cases this week. Our positivity rate is 0.79. Um, you may remember just a few months ago, it was 31%. Uh, so we're at a very different part of the pandemic and we are hopeful that another surge will not happen, but we're prepared if it does. Well, and you talk about another possibility of another surge. I mean, you always think, okay, so many people, uh, more than 60% of uh, Scott County, I know that your numbers are not, not as good as being vaccinated. I mean, that really seems to have been kind of your first defense right now, that as well as, you know, social distancing, masking, and washing your hands. That's right. At the beginning of the pandemic, we did not have um, all of the tools to to fight it. Now we have, you know, two extremely effective vaccines and one that's a little bit less effective than the Johnson and Johnson. And yet our vaccination rate is still 62% for people five and older. Um, it's been ticking up about a tenth of a percent every couple of days, but that means that 38% of people are still putting their personal health, their family's health, and the health of their community at risk. What about these boosters we keep hearing about? Because a lot of people had one booster. Now there's a recommendation for a second booster. People might be getting tired of being punctured. That's right. Um, so right now, fourth doses of the mRNA, which is Pfizer and Moderna, have been authorized for those 50 and older and those 12 and older who are immunocompromised. It, you don't have to have that fourth booster. Right now, the CDC says that the up-to-date metric is still the three total doses and you know but if people want to come in we're here to help them we have seen in the past these surges start creeping up um particularly in the early summer i always think about the fourth of july the last two years I, I i know you don't have a crystal ball but i mean you must be thinking the worst has to be over by now you know we we certainly hope so um omicron and the omicron variant are highly infectious much more than Delta, which was much more infectious than the earlier strains. Um, we do know that people who are vaccinated, if they get sick, their symptoms are very mild, maybe even mimicking a mild cold or 
allergies and you know now we're heading into allergy season and we want people to understand that a mild infection could look like the allergy like an allergy symptom so to be to be safe they should get tested and then if they are positive um, they should stay isolated for five days and then continue to wear a mask for five more days. Well, you have studied infectious diseases far longer than COVID-19 has been around. Let's be honest about that. Uh, is, is this the usual way that um, a, a virus does, you know, permeate in society is because it becomes one thing and then it kind of mutates into these other things. And it seems like they are becoming more infectious, but less dangerous. You know, I, I'm not a trained epidemiologist. Uh, however, I have a basic understanding that this is the general path, that um, they be, do become more infectious and, uh, and that's seen as a good thing because more people um, develop an immunity to it between vaccination and, and natural immunity. What do you say to those families that want to go out on a spring break or, or those kids that are going to be congregating uh, down south where it's much warmer than it is right here? I mean, <laughs> there's always that concern that you get these large groups of people that, that believe that uh, they're going to be just fine and then they can bring it back. Uh, I mean, that's what we've learned the last two years. But with so many people now having been vaccinated, you wonder if it's going to have that big of an impact. You know, vaccination is a really good protection against illness. Um, I think that people who are fully vaccinated and up to date um, can start to do things that they've been missing over the last few years. Um, I think it's really important to watch their body after they get back from these mass gatherings. And if they feel like um, they are starting to feel a little bit sick, your best bet is to get a test that will protect not only you, but people around you. And just remember that no one younger than five can get vaccinated. So you know, we have to treat COVID like we do the measles. And we have a social contract uh, in our society that we are gonna protect the youngest people in our community who cannot get vaccinated. And I think that's what we need to do with COVID. You know, you take care of your personal responsibility and that includes vaccination and staying on top of, of symptoms if you feel ill. This week, public health officials in some of the largest cities in America, Chicago included, said that there was an uptick in COVID cases that they're seeing, but it wasn't really a concern right now. It's just, uh, it could be an aberration or it, it might not amount to much of anything else. Have you heard that? And, and does it seem like a lot of times these, if you ever have some kind of an outbreak, it seems to start more in an urban area and then it starts filtering down to less metropolitan areas. No, that's what we've seen throughout the pandemic. I mean, think way back where it started in New York and then Chicago and really uh, started to surge in our larger cities first. Um, at this point, even a small surge is much more easy to handle because our hospital systems are not overwhelmed. Um, as of today, we have one person with COVID-19 in our Quad City, or excuse me, our Rock Island County hospitals. Um, so at this point, we can handle a, a few cases. Think back a couple of months, though, when our hospital systems were completely overwhelmed and near a breaking point. And that's what we're worried about is the appropriate use of healthcare resources and getting vaccinated will help keep our healthcare systems functioning well.
You're looking back now, I'm sure, and, and there's going to be times for you to study the response of public health as well as uh, the hospital systems and, to be perfectly honest, the politicians and the general public. Um, has, has any of those discussions started about, look what we did, look what we accomplished, look what we should have done? You know, we're starting to look at that. Uh, you know, as a country, we do a great job of paying for things that we can't see, but we do a horrible job of putting money toward prevention. Public health is prevention. We prevent outbreaks. So if, if there's not an outbreak, there's nothing to see. In the last 15 years, the Rock Island County Health Department has lost about half of our workforce, and we must properly invest in public health. And so until you saw us vaccinating much of the country, we did our work very quietly. You know, we inspect restaurants quietly. We issue well permits. We give childhood immunizations quietly. We serve one WIC mom very quietly. Um, we no longer can be quiet. The, the future of the health of our communities are at stake. And let's talk about that specifically in Rock Island County, because to be honest, you don't have people coming in and out of the doors of the health department on a regular basis because of COVID restrictions and limitations. What about those clinics that you do offer? Uh, when, when do you think you're going to get to a complete normalcy inside your building? We are talking about um, opening up our maternal child health clinics in July. We have been under a uh, federal waiver where we have not been seeing our WIC clients um, since March of 2020. And we know that our families do better when we lay eyes on our kids. We are a second layer of healthcare. The, the uh, initial well child screenings at their medical provider's office is are critically important, but we are also are helping keep these children as safe as possible. You may not be able to get into your doctor's office, but you can get into your WIC clinic and you know, if you have a rash that's troubling, we have nurses here who, who can look at it and say, you know, that really isn't something to worry about. So we really want to get our kids back. Um, we know that it's good public health when we lay eyes on our clients. What do you think the impact has been over the last two years that there hasn't been this constant attention? You know, we are uh, seeing more uh, maternal child um, poor outcomes. We're seeing more uh, maternal depression screenings that have, with a higher number. Uh, we know our moms are struggling, um, both prenatally and postpartum. Uh, we're doing more referrals to mental health. Uh, with kids, we're seeing troubled, troubling delays in routine vaccinations. Uh, families put off those well-child visits earlier in the pandemic, and they are catching up. Some people are um, thinking that maybe they're not going to get their child vaccinated at all, and that is extremely concerning to us. Uh, it's a very scary trend. Um, thanks to decades-long vaccination programs, 14 serious vaccine-preventable childhood illnesses have been eliminated in the United States, but we're starting to see more outbreaks across the country. Not vaccinating kids against these severe childhood diseases threatens their health. And if you want to see how effective childhood vaccines are, Take a look at the older section of cemeteries and see how many babies and young children are buried there. Vaccines really do save lives. Let's talk, though, about the fact that you, you take a look and you think COVID's done. Okay, we can move on. There's a period at the end of the sentence. But in a way, like you're saying, there are other health uh, uh, factors that remain. Some people have deep respiratory uh, problems that they are continuing to have. Some people did put off medical procedures that may have worsened whatever condition they have in the months ahead. I mean, is that very, is that worrying for you in public health? Is that perhaps we 
did so much focus on COVID that other things we didn't pay attention to? You know, we, we know that people put off their routine medical care. Um, it's not just children, it's, it's adults. And the hospitals during the, the worst of the inpatient crisis um, were seeing people coming in a lot sicker than they would have been if they had dealt with their health problems earlier in the pandemic. I think that that is something that we're gonna have to look at going forward, um, that you know, public health and healthcare must work together to make sure that our community is healthy. We are hearing an awful lot about avian flu right now, as you well know. I mean, it's decimating some uh, poultry flocks, uh, particularly in Iowa, but uh, some cases could be seen in Illinois. Not yet, of course. The key, though, is that this is decimating the bird flocks. The human impact of avian flu, very rare, very unusual, if existent at all in this area. Right. I mean, right now the USDA says that there is no immediate public health concern um, for the public. Um, people who work with, with poultry, including meat processors, should wear PPE and report sick, sick birds to the USDA. I mean, this could become something, but right now it is not a public health threat. Is there anything that the health department does do? I mean, because I know you do collect birds when it comes to uh, West Nile and for some of the other uh, uh, you know, diseases that are spread by birds, wild birds in particular. Is there anything that your department does as far as avian flu is concerned? No, that is run through the uh, Department of Ag in most states and nationally. And then once again, you are a little worried about Lyme disease and West Nile going into this summer. I mean, now you're back to all of those basic concerns that you had. Not that you didn't have them before, but they get moved back up to the forefront now. That's right. I mean, that, that was the thing about the pandemic. We were doing all of the pandemic work, all the things that you saw us doing, and we were still doing everything else. We, last summer, we still tested birds uh, every week for West Nile. And we didn't have a confirmed case, but everyone um, here and, uh, and throughout the state of Illinois should understand that West Nile is endemic here and they should act accordingly. Um, West Nile, for the most part, is you know a pretty mild illness, but about one out of 150 people get seriously ill and sometimes die. Um, you can reduce your risk by using intact insect repellent and wearing long sleeve shirts and long pants um, when you're outside in the summer. Janet Hill, the Chief Operating Officer of the Rock Island County Health Department. Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. WQAD Podcast Network.